You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, Back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today to talk about Christmas and Christmas music. And I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Christmas music fan. I think Mariah Carey ruined that for me. <laughs> um, but I do love Christmas movies. Love Actually is the greatest Christmas movie, in my opinion, because I'm from the UK. And it always makes me cry. Um, so today with me, I have um, The Imaginaries. Maggie and Shane are with me today, and I have Jim with me. Uh, and Jim's going to tell us his title because he does not do what I was going to say he does. So, Jim, what is your title? Uh, I'm in charge of the uh, Economic Development Council and the Chamber of Commerce for Chickasha, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And before we dive into the Christmas music stuff and the Christmas season, uh, this podcast is going to go out. So when you're listening to it, it's Thursday. So there's a big thing happening on Saturday, which we can all talk about um, and everyone listening can go to. But before we dive into that stuff, Jim, tell me a little bit about your background and kind of like why you are who you are and what you do, you know, and what you do. Well, you know, I grew up in Chickasha, Oklahoma, and um, went to my first two years of school there at USAO, uh, finished up uh, in southwestern Weatherford, and then spent a lot of time in the hospitality business. Spent a lot of time in resorts, country clubs, golf, love golf, uh, restaurants, breweries. Started the first brewery in the state of Oklahoma, helped kind of get Bricktown jump-started from 92 through 2007, and then did some consulting, and an opportunity came up to go back to my hometown to see if I could help my town grow and build and build for the future and just seemed like the perfect thing to do. Why hospitality from a young age? Uh, I like making people happy. It's, it's really that simple. It's, it's, it's a fun industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, take someone with a lot of energy and passion and, and uh, I've really enjoyed it over the years. And so now I'm kind of applying some of the things I did in hospitality and in Bricktown into my hometown of Chickasha. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's always great to come home, right? Uh, and kind of bring, you know, everything that you've learned back home. And, and when we grow up in a place, for the most part, we can't wait to leave, right? You see the rest of the world, you want to get out as fast as possible, but it's always cool to come home. Um, Tell me about, you, know, you just mentioned Bricktown launching the first brewery. Tell me about that. You know, I was in Palm Springs, California, uh, working at a resort, a golf and tennis resort, and got a friend, uh, a friend called me from uh, Oklahoma and said, hey, mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to be involved in opening up a brew pub in Bricktown. And I was like, what's a brew pub and where's Bricktown? Yeah. Never heard of it. So this is early 1992. Got the story on it. Sounded like a lot of fun. Moved back to Oklahoma City and uh, got involved from the ground up. At the time when we opened up the Bricktown Brewery, all that was in Bricktown was the Spaghetti Warehouse. And now that's not even there. So um, I got a chance to use live music, um, 
as a tool to help build business, to uh, kind of grow the whole uh, Bricktown Brewery scene back in the 90s. Uh, was voted best place for live music multiple times, best beer. It was just it was just a lot of fun, and we might have been a little bit ahead of our time because now the, the music scene and the uh, craft beer scene is much stronger than it was back in the 90s, mm-hmm. but it was a great learning tool. And I've always loved the idea of doing something that has never been done before, yeah, or yeah. especially if doing something when someone says, you can't do that, that, that just won't work. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's been so much fun working with Shane and Maggie with the Imaginaries because I think they share that same vision of we can do anything that we set our minds to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where we are or what the obstacles are in front of us, COVID. Uh, we can get through it and we'll prosper. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Shane and Maggie, what, what about you? What's your kind of Oklahoma story? You want well, to go first? Sure. Yeah, go so it. I was born and raised in Norman, Oklahoma. and um, Tough was, week for you, right? Yeah. Really yeah, bad week. Tough, Sorry, tough week. Lincoln okay. Riley's gone. It's okay. Seems like good riddance, though. Yeah. That happened quick. <laughs> it did yeah, happen it really happen quick. quick. That happened it was quick. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in the marching band in high school. Mm-hmm. I was in choir. I was um, always writing songs. I was in my first actual band playing shows when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and um, but really got serious in high school. I did my first record um, in Oklahoma City yeah. um, as a high schooler with my band at the time, and uh, we recorded live, you know, all 10 tracks at the same time, everybody in the room. That was my first um, recording experience, and from there, um, I went to OCU and studied music business, and then I when I was 19, made my first, what I call, real album. Um, I recorded that in Dallas and it was crazy. Um, I had no idea the opportunities that came from that were so special. Um, Immediately after releasing my first record, all of the songs, all 10, were getting used all the time in different TV shows. And I was like, wow, this must be how it is. And um, people were downloading my music like crazy. And it was just such an exciting time. Uh, We had just started dating. Um, We had met actually when I was in high school. Um, I opened a show for Shane, Um, but I recorded multiple albums after that. Oklahoma was always home. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded my second album in Nashville, my third in LA, and my fourth um, in all different places, including a lot from our home studio. Yeah. Um, we moved out to Los Angeles in 2012 just to you know, try to get further opportunities for our careers. Being here, there's some limitations, but there's also a lot of opportunities now more than there were Mm -hmm. back when we moved. Um, We've also been fortunate to bring a lot of our connections with us wherever we go. We still get to work and collaborate with people from LA and from wherever. Um, But Oklahoma has always been home. We moved back to Oklahoma in 2018 and um, just have gotten really involved with the film industry Mm -hmm. and uh, it's been a really exciting few years and we have a lot of exciting things that we've done and that we are doing and going to do and um, it's just been a blessing to get to meet Jim and collaborate and that's kind of my Oklahoma story I'll let Shane tell you about his you're so eloquent. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks. That's why I married you. You're so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Now, I grew up in um, a town called Verdon, Oklahoma, which is like population 600. It's mm-hmm. 
it's, it's Chickasha's next door neighbor. And um, I was in music from the time I was, I was interested in music from the time I was a little kid. My dad um, played guitar. There was always records playing around the house, the Beatles or Donny Hathaway or Al Green or, you know, great music, Bob Dylan. Yeah. So I was always just so into music. And I think when I was maybe six, my mom put me in like a little singing group and I loved it. And I was like the only, you know, boy in the singing group. I was like, you know, it's kind of a little bit awkward, you know, but, um, but I really discovered guitar uh, when I was 12 years old. My dad took me to two concerts that were like life changing. Mm-hmm. It was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at the Civic Center on the Wildflowers album tour. Yeah. So I was just like blown away getting to hear Mike Campbell and Tom Petty live. And and then that, uh, I believe it was either that summer or fall, we went to see B.B. King at the B.B. King Blues oh, Festival so in Tulsa. That's and it so was a good. lineup, like it was a dream lineup. It yeah. was B.B. King, Buddy Guy, Bonnie Raitt, and a young guy on stage named Kenny Wayne Shepherd, And I was just like mesmerized. And so yeah. I started like, I was already playing acoustic guitar, you know, and my dad was teaching me chords and I was really getting into it. And I was like playing at church and stuff. But but once I went to that concert, I really got really interested in blues. And so by the time I was 15, I had my first band. I was recording an album at 16 and, and I was playing clubs the whole time I was in high school. and. Uh, I played at this uh, the Okima uh, Woody Guthrie Festival in Okima when I was probably 17. And I met this guy named Kevin Bowe, who was a songwriter based out of Minneapolis. And he was like, hey, you know, I, I, love, your mu- I love your music and really impressed. If you ever make it up to Minneapolis, you know, look me up. So I actually just sent him an email and said, I want to yeah. come work with you, you know, because I, I saw his resume and it was like amazing. He'd written songs with, with all these incredible artists. And so... You know, long story short, I went to I went to Minneapolis. We worked on a little EP, and then I ended up getting signed by a management company based in Minneapolis. So, I graduated high school. Um, actually, transferred to Chickasha my senior year. Graduated, you know, early. Yeah. And in I moved straight up to Minneapolis in 2001, and was there for about three years. Um, just crazy whirlwind experience there, but. But got to record a record with Double Trouble. Ironically, got to tour nationally, opening for BB King in 2003. That's insane. Insane. Just how? What are the chances? But right. I guess whenever you put your mind towards something and you're so focused on it, it's amazing how the universe just pulls that into you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It does. But what you're thinking about is just, it's going to magnetize in. And that's what I wanted. I yeah. wanted it more than anything. And I thought about it constantly. And it and it came to be. And it was amazing. Um, like I said, I got to do that 30-day tour. Um, came off the tour. Recorded an album with, with Double Trouble, Stevie Ray Vaughan's band. And then that sort of just set me on the course for my music career. And I've put out, you know, four solo records, four or five solo records. And... Mm-hmm. And then the Imaginaries came to be um, on a really just or- organic way. We were we were displaced when we were living in LA. We had in in 2017, 2018, we were living with a friend of ours mm-hmm. um, who had let us live in his studio house. Um, the house that we were currently renting had had black mold, and so we were we were doing this temporary stay. And he came in one day and said, hey, my good friend John Cunaberti, who lives in the Bay Area, is doing this thing called the One Mic Series. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for artists. And it's really cool. You get to go to like a vintage, you know, a really legendary studio and record a couple songs around one microphone. Would that be something that you guys might be interested in doing? If you want to do it, I'll submit your music. So he submitted our music. And um, John got in touch with us and he called us. And he said, I love you guys' stuff, but there's a problem. I only have one slot. 
can you guys do something together? Yeah. So the Imaginaries is really, it started because John gave us this opportunity and kind of forced yeah. us to do something together. So we had a lot of songs in our back catalog. But anyways, we went to Muscle Shoals. We recorded this one mic series, and that's how the Imaginaries are born. That's really I know cool. I kind of got into more stuff there. No, but, that's great. But, yeah, uh, it, it's, it all intertwines. But yeah. that's kind of you know our my 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 story. Yeah, yeah. Going back, I mean, what do you learn? Because in my head, all I see is when when someone says BB King, I just see that picture of him sat on stage with his guitar at Crossroads. That video of him and Clapton, and yeah. just and I'm just like, this is insane. Like, the guitar and him are one thing, yeah. right? Like, it's not just like, this is me. I, like it's, Sure. And people aren't listening. If, you, if you're listening, you don't know who B.B. King is, please just type it into just Google. Just go listen, listen to Live at the Regal exactly. immediately. Uh, Stop what you're doing. What did you learn from that? Man, like from him was, as well. Oh, it was just, it was such a, an incredible experience. I mean, I learned a lot. I learned, you know, just watching him on stage, how to really mm-hmm. be a true musician and not only just a musician, but a performer as well. I mean, he had that every night. I mean, even, he was even to the point where he was having to sit down during the performances at that, at that, you know, mm-hmm. stage in his career, but he was still able to bring that, that special thing to the yeah. stage. And the thing that I took away the most from him and just watching him perform was that, you know, he was just always, he was always in joy 100%. Like you could tell that, that he, there's no place else that he would rather be than on stage playing music. And and every night after a performance, you know, you'd have all the people lined up that would stay yeah. way after and, you know, hour, half after. And he would finally come out of the bus, start signing autographs. And, I mean, he would do that for, like, two hours. Yeah. He would do that until he shook everyone's hand and he signed everybody's record, you know, which I thought was just incredible. Tells you who he really is, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get, do you just keep anything from him? Do you sign anything for you? Yeah. Yeah. I have multiple vinyl albums that I got signed. And I mean, one of the coolest experiences, you know, and I'm out, you gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, I was 20 years old right? and I was just, my mind was totally blown. I mean, like, how did I get here from Verdon, Oklahoma to You're waiting for someone to on tap you on the shoulder, King's right? tour bus. I mean, <laughs> it was, home. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. We were in Vermont playing at a, at a venue and, uh, Kenny and his dad said, come on, we're going to go on, on the bus and talk to BB for a little bit. And I just sat there and just, he was just one of those, he would start telling stories mm-hmm. and you just listened and soaked it up and it was just really incredible, man. Yeah. That's so good. I had to ask because I'm a huge yeah. BB King fan and just some of the music you can listen to all day. Absolutely. Um, never my, gets my wife's never a fan of it, but it's on my Spotify <laughs> as loud as possible when I'm working from home. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so because that gentleman forced you to do something together, you guys' music was born. And I know you mentioned you'd done little bits in sure. that time. Well, we had we had collaborated actually on mm-hmm. Christmas music. I know this podcast is about Christmas, yeah. but we had started collaborating like in 2012. A, a good a good friend that's a, that's a, a Grammy winning songwriter. His name is Jeff Silbar. He wrote the song "You're the Wind Beneath My Wings," but he was a good friend of ours and lived in LA. and And in 2012, we went over to his house and we said. Let's write a Christmas song, you know? And we wrote this song called First Thing on My Christmas List, and it kind of started our, like, this yearly thing of of Mm. writing some original Christmas music. And and it was cool because it got some really great opportunities for us. It started getting placements in Hallmark shows, and and then, you know, radio would pick it up and and play it yearly. And I think Magic 104 here in Oklahoma City still plays the song every year, which is really cool. So, well, I mean, but... Okay, Christmas music, it's like, because, I mean, super obviously seasonal for a reason. Right. And, you know, there's not a lot of people who do it well, Mm -hmm. right? Like, people try, and you're like, never do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, there's some music out there, and you're like, please don't ever try. Um, 
Justin Bieber's one of them. Uh, <laughs> but for you guys, obviously, it seemed you know it seemed to click, right? And you kind of yeah. came together and saw it as like a fun project that you do every year, and then you get a little bit of success. And you think, hang on a second, there's something to this. Uh, as much as you know, people you've probably worked with in the past are like, Shane's doing Christmas music now, mm-hmm. really? Like, yeah. tell me about like why you know Christmas music and why, and then why you saw the opportunity in it, and obviously it was just fun for you guys to do together, but you know go deep in that I want to hear all about it well it was fun just to do something different and new I think that has a lot to do with it and something together and um, you know for years and years and years people would keep asking I want you know I want the CD with both of you and we're like well we we have Christmas songs and now we actually have an album together but that's how it started and honestly it was just out of let's do this for fun and there's something about that in itself that takes the pressure off and with you know, with our solo projects everything was so calculated and serious and yeah. stay with the brand and like you know just heavy stuff to us and uh, we we're like let's just forget all that and just mm-hmm. have fun and so that's where it started and yeah. I think that says a lot and we just did it every year after that just for fun to see if we could do another one. And so far, we haven't run out of ideas. But, you know, interestingly enough, like, when we started doing it, like, each year, more opportunities would sort Mm -hmm. of roll out, you know? And we had this crazy thing happen where we started, we got asked to sing at the NBA halftime Christmas show. You know, they do one NBA game Christmas show. And that started at the... Christmas theme. Christmas theme. That that started at the Thunder. And then, like, tell them about that. How that kind of rolled out. Magic 104 started playing first thing on my Christmas list, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of years later, the Thunder reached out and asked if we would do the official holiday halftime show, and so we yeah. did, and it was amazing. We got to play our original song and also threw a cover in there. It was kind of a medley, mm-hmm. much more of a theatrical thing than we normally do. Right. Shane was playing guitar, but I was standing and singing. We had props and the whole thing. Um, Playing to a track, singing to a track, singing which we to, never do. Right. But you have to do that. I mean, it's yeah, an it's, NBA game yeah. in a giant theater. Vocals were right. live. There's just but not really yeah. a lot of instrumentation you can show. Sure. So then Quickly. Um, the my friend Tyler, who booked us at that, he um, I, I met with him and I said, hey, what do you think about starting an agency and doing this with the other teams? And he was like, well, that's not a bad idea. So... I convinced him to start an agency, and we were one of the acts on the roster. And the next year, he booked us at the Knicks game. Yeah. So we got to do Madison Square Garden, holiday halftime show, full house. So good. Um, We also did the national anthem, which was uh, really intimidating. You know, everyone was telling us, you know, don't be surprised if they don't, like, applaud. Like, New York, they're really rough. On the, on the performers yeah. and we're like, okay. And we did it and they went nuts and we were like, I guess they liked it. <laughs> just, we but had a good arrangement. We, we, did. we didn't go too high. That's yeah, the key with it. We kept it true you gotta to the find melody. the right key, you know. And just made it fit who we are and it worked. And the halftime show was really fun and uh, what an experience. We yeah, weren't yeah, nervous yeah. at all. It was the weirdest thing. We were just so happy to be there and so thankful. Mm-hmm. And we we just had a blast. And then the next year we did the Charlotte Hornets. So all this to say, like every year there's been a new opportunity, and I mean it for like almost a decade now, mm-hmm. with our Christmas music and something. Yeah. And last year's opportunity was the collaboration with Hometown Christmas, mm-hmm. and that ended up being so much more successful than we had ever imagined, and. 
so we got to do it again this year with Christmas Town. Yeah. And Christmas Town, we wrote with Jeff Silbar, who we wrote the very first song with kind as of bringing well. Bringing it all full circle. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know you said it just keeps happening every year, and opportunities keep happening. But it's through success and hard work, and you actually being good at what you do, right? I don't want to miss that point. Right, yeah. it people is people listening lot. aren't just yeah. like, oh, just because you kept doing it. No, like you guys clearly are very good at this, and you put in enough effort, and then it got to a point where you're like, oh, we should probably take this seriously because it's mm-hmm. becoming something, yeah. rather than eh, it's just fun. We're gonna shelve it. Like it's become its own thing yeah. now, which is really cool. It has. It's been a lot of hard work. Don't mm. get me wrong, it has. But it's been a lot of calculated. Like, okay, let's. We know this is a time of year when we can yeah. we can rise because there aren't a lot of people that do original Christmas music right. well, like you said. And two years ago, we were selected to open for the entire Brian Setzer Orchestra Christmas Tour, which was a huge opportunity. Jeez, yeah. And I think I want to I want to say something, too, for yeah. the people listening on the podcast. What I think is really cool about it is I had this idea because I was sort of in this recovery stage when I had, I had, my, had to have my appendix removed in 2019. And I was sick and kind of in this recovery stage, but I had this idea. I said, you know, we've never tried to get on a, uh, we've got all this great Christmas music. We're getting these cool opportunities. Our songs mm-hmm. are in Hallmark movies. So why don't you reach out to some artists and see if they'll, see if they're looking for support. So she just started going to town, like emailing yeah. people and, and researching, yeah. and finding managers. And she found Brian Setzer's manager, hit him, in, hit him up in a cold email. Next thing we know, we got a phone call. Hey, uh, this, you know, Brian's manager, listen to your stuff. Love it. You guys want to come out and do the Christmas tour? So, I mean, it goes to show you that if you don't knock on doors and ask, stuff's not going to come your way. So it is possible for things like that to happen if you work hard and just keep knocking on doors. Yeah, and we've really learned that you just have to really identify what exactly it is you want. Mm -hmm. Don't make vague statements or just be like, I want to be successful. It's like, like, what exactly do you want to do? Do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, I... People listening to this get bored of me saying this on the podcast, but I preach it. Like hard work and going niche is is the way to go. Yep. Yeah. And you'll find your you know you find your thing. But also like how many emails did you send that got unanswered? How many phone oh, calls? Gosh. You know, like so, so many. many. Right? You got to fail first, and oh, then you get yeah. that one phone call, and you're like, wow, like it just takes one. Yeah, um, exactly. But so you guys met last year when you did collaborate last year. Mm-hmm. So obviously you know working obviously clearly went very well, Jim, because we're back. <laughs> um, so tell me about this this kind of Christmas town and then the new ideas, I guess, you know, because Chickasha Festival of Light is a huge deal. Uh, everyone goes there at Christmas. I, I repost more pictures of that than any other Christmas show to the Instagram. Thank you, everyone who takes awesome photos, because I don't. Um, but tell me about kind of what's coming up and obviously the video and the song as well. Yeah, well, um, Christmas Town is our new single, original single, mm-hmm. and that came out October 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover art is designed by our good friend James Lopez, who is also um, the artist who did the game board and the game and mm-hmm. the game pieces it all ties in together um, James is an amazing artist and he um, is a legend at Disney he mm-hmm. um, is one of the very few hand-drawn animation um, guys left need him on the podcast he worked on the Lion King Princess and the Frog I That's mean some awesome. very classic Disney yeah. movies mm-hmm. and we're honored to have him collaborate with us on this but you know it's been a year since we initially had the idea because we had actually started recording this song last year. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's been in the in talks for a long time and the idea evolved mm-hmm. over the year. Um, but we had a meeting in 
July, maybe, no, it was probably June, I don't know. And we were like, hey, let's do this. And what what are we gonna do? And we had our brainstorming session, okay. So we sat down with Reagan Elkins who directs our videos and mm-hmm. is a Chickasha native. Um, he owns Intelligo Media. He's so talented. He's directed all of the Imaginaries music videos. And we just, we always dream big, throw out the ideas because yeah. sometimes they're doable. And we've always done that with Reagan and it's always turned out great. And so for this, we thought, so what, you know, what if we have a girl playing a game board and it's kind of like Jumanji in a way where she plays yeah. it and then it comes to life and it showcases the different um, parts of town in Chickasha that mm-hmm. we want to highlight. And we are there in real life and we're just bringing the Christmas cheer. Yeah. So we had this whole collaborative meeting and then we were like, okay, so we need to film this like soon. So we ended up filming. <laughs> in the heat the, of summer. In the, in the middle of the summer. summer. <laughs> always, always. Hottest day possible. Yeah. I mean, it was smoking hot. You know, but it kind of, uh, it gave us an opportunity to showcase Chickasha as a Christmas town year round. Yeah. Everybody wants to be Christmas town during the holidays, right? They want to come and see our lights, see all these wonderful things that we do. And certainly Chickasha is that way. But we also, one of my goals in working with them was to promote Chickasha in a way where we're an authentic town, that we're, we have the fabric and the spirit of Christmas year-round. And whether it's how we work with our small community and, and the soup kitchen or any of the other organizations that need help, that's kind of what makes us what we feel like a little bit different. Yeah. You know, my responsibility is to promote Chickasha. And so on our website, I can list these, write three really cool paragraphs of why Chickasha. Or I can work with incredibly talented people and let everybody see why Chickasha. Yeah. And that's why I just absolutely, I'm huge fans of these guys. I'm sitting here in my mind thinking about, so I wonder if this podcast is going to be replayed in like three years when they have like Grammy award winning uh, <laughs> albums and they're touring nationally yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, you know, major stages. And I'm going to be like, hey, uh, can I get backstage tickets? Now, who are you again, Chad? <laughs> yeah. I believe in these guys. Yeah. I, I really do. And, and I've just, I've been around live music almost my entire career in hospitality. I love it. I think it's a great platform to mm-hmm. tell your story. Uh, and I just think they, they just do a magical job of telling the story of makes Chickasha look like this perfect little Hallmark town, whether it's Hometown Christmas from last year um, that received awards from Mm -hmm. tourism. Um, The state tourism has a meeting and they bring in a national speaker and he holds up Chickasha, Oklahoma and says, hey, how many of you around here in in Oklahoma are promoting your towns through music videos? And naturally, I was the only one. (laughs) And so it just it just it's a different approach. But you know what? So far, it's worked, and can't wait to see all the results from Christmas Town mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, to that point, right? You're the only one doing it, but you also see the value in it, and you see the value and the target audience that you're trying to get to, and you know, you're trying to keep people in the town. You know, like I mentioned earlier, the the easiest thing when we, when we grow up, we just want to leave, or right? we just want to get out. But you know, and like like the death of the small American town, sadly, is a, is a you know, is, seems to be increasing, but. You know, there's so many little details, the small businesses, the buildings, like the history, like you're going about it such a different way, but you're attracting such a different demographic that's going to value history, architecture, small business, crafts, hand skills, like all that stuff rather than buying from Bezos or whatever and, you know, 
scammers on, as somebody said to me the other day. <laughs> Someone called out, I lost it. I that was it. brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, no, you're right. And it, it's really cool to, and I'm sure this isn't just the only way you're promoting it, right? This is just, it's one of the avenues that you're choosing to do. And, and you know, it must be cool for you to talk to other people who are in the similar jobs that you are in different cities. And, you know, they're probably asking you, well, what are you doing? You know, that you're like the kind of, you know, the, the guy who's leading the way in, in the, like you said, you're the only one doing the, the Christmas video. So no doubt, you know, in ten, five, 10 years, everyone's going to have a Christmas video or at least somebody should because of the success of, you know, you taking a risk and meeting with these guys and saying, we trust the process, let's do something. And then the town gets behind you guys in the middle of the summer and d the church decorates Christmas yeah. for the yeah. video and, you know, amazing. like all of that stuff. Like it's so cool to do. Yeah, we had uh, amazing support from the community. We always do. Mm -hmm. And with the filming of this video, we had so many people get involved and donate their time and, and just, how can I help? How can I help? And it was amazing. And we're so grateful for the community and their support. And it's really special because this, this collaboration is way bigger than anything that we could do on our own. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really meaningful to us because Shane is from the area mm -hmm. yeah. and the community and he's kind of like the hometown hometown boy and who uh, doesn't play football and all the other ones or basketball basketball yeah <laughs> um, I had a shirt in high school that had like basketball on it and I crossed it out I made it out of like magic marker like a no smoking sign because the coaches would just constantly go we need you to play play sports you know and yeah. I'm like no because you're pretty tall right well, growing yeah, up yeah. you were probably Those the tallest didn't in have class. coordination and the talent yeah you know? when I discovered guitar in you know seventh grade I was pew. that's so but cool no turning back last year with the hometown Christmas video we had people from all over the world commenting Mm -hmm. out of no out of the people we didn't know and just saying oh my gosh i love this so much yeah. it makes me want to go back home and visit i live in in london now and oh my mm -hmm. gosh i would i would love to come back and this just makes me cry and so yeah. i mean having impact like that is really special mm -hmm. and it it made us realize okay there are people that are really connecting to this right. and there's there's some real deep meaning here. That's the thing about Christmas, right? Like, you know, and, and for me, like, we're going, you know, like, to see my family this year and, like, you know, I haven't been home in a couple of years and, and it's something about just being around a table with family. I know Thanksgiving's another big thing, but it's not the same as Christmas. Like, Christmas, right. you, you have everything going on. Like, it's it's special, isn't it? And it means so much to people. Like you mentioned, you got people from all over the world that are flying or traveling or driving, whatever, to be with mum and dad or grandparents yeah. or grandkids. And you might not have seen them in a year and someone's had a grandkid. And now you meet this, you know, there's so much cool stuff that goes on. Yeah. And then, like I said, you tie in all of these memories into the songs that you're writing to mean you know to, to pull on those heartstrings and everything mm -hmm. it just ties together and it's you know it's special and you know to the point like obviously we've got this Saturday is a big event going on you guys are playing yes right yes we've got the big uh, benefit concert we've so we'll be playing with the band at the Washita Theater mm -hmm. um, which is now called the Chickasha Community Theater but it's the historic Washita Theater and that's actually where the final scene of the video is filmed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be playing a concert. Emily Sutton will make an appearance. She's in the video as well. We love her. She's amazing. She'll be in the parade, too. The parade's at 7, and mm -hmm. the concert will start right after, around 8 o'clock. And then we'll actually show the video at the concert and yeah. have a Q&A, too. So it's going to be really fun and 
Um, do you want to talk about the charities? The- yeah, the true spirit of being a Christmas town is that mm-hmm. uh, 100% of the proceeds, tickets are only $10. Um, so, you know, but all the proceeds are going to go to benefit uh, the Soup Kitchen and then Life Skills Institute. And Life Skills helps a lot of people that have been battling addictions as they're mm-hmm. trying to get reestablished. Yeah, that's that, that's super exciting. And, and for everyone listening, I'll post the links to the video, links to the event this weekend. You guys can go down, check out the lights, take pictures, do your thing. Listen to you guys play music. Meet Emily Sutton. She's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, and just kind of get involved, right? And it's, look, it's not that far away. Stop thinking, no. you know, you, you think people instantly are like, chick it's miles away. It's really not. It's literally 30 minutes like everybody else is in town. It's not so, very yeah. far. And they've and we have the Festival of Light. You have to mm-hmm. come to that. Um, to. Saturday and Sunday is when they have the ice rink open, right? Mm-hmm. They have it open seven days a week, but during the day on Saturdays okay. and Sundays. Okay. And we haven't even mentioned it, but if you come down to Chickasha this weekend and you take in this lighted parade, which is really cool, the theme is Love Where You Live. Okay, so there'll be all the different people trying to build floats to say, this is why I love living in Chickasha. At the end of the parade is a 40-foot inflatable leg lamp on top of a 10-foot box that says Fragili on it. <laughs> and this is for another podcast. Okay, <laughs> That happened last year, right? Did yes. You get that last and year? we brought it back this year, so and good. we're building a permanent one yeah. in a new downtown park that we're going to start construction on in Brilliant. January. But the whole idea is the the man that says he invented the leg lamp, the original leg lamp before the movie, was a Chickasha resident. And so there's a really good story. We've got a biography out on our Facebook page that explains it. But so much fun if you come down to... Christmas Town, yeah, um, and this especially this weekend where you can take in the Festival of Light, uh, an incredible concert, and where else are you going to go in Oklahoma and find a forty foot inflatable leg lamp? You're right. That's a totally different podcast. I'm definitely going to have to hear more on that because that's absolutely hilarious. Um, it's but awesome. no, it, it's cool. I, I really appreciate you guys sharing your story and, and hearing you know where you came from and, and now also like you, you just want to give back, right? You want to return home and and just how you kind of your story weaves into Christmas music and, mm-hmm. and just meeting people and you know making you know making phone calls, sending out cold emails, and then you get this opportunity you know, and everything ties together and, and I love it. And there's so many meanings behind that, which I hope everyone li- listening catches on to um you know nothing happens without hard work Mm -hmm. and and being successful and being good at what you do through hard work but thanks so much for sharing your your story i love that i wish you guys all the best for saturday and for people listening i'll post the links to the website the video and all the awesome links that you need to follow um, in the description down below and we will catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the oklahoma hall of fame telling an oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the hall of fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.